Hello, and welcome to Property Mastermind Podcast with Hilary Saxton and Bob Anderson. Yo. Actually, no, we're changing it. Hello, and welcome to Property Mastermind Podcast with Bob and Hilary. We're going there. Okay. Episode 72. Today, how much of your time does it take to do a property development? Bob and I are going to talk through some of the things that we see, notice, and have worked with the people we've worked with, and even ourselves. So people understand how much time a property development will take. And you're going to learn definitely a few strategies, tips and tricks, I might say. So let's jump into episode 72 and uh, enjoy what's coming to you. Hello, welcome to Property Mastermind Podcast with Bob and Hilary, episode 72. How much of your time does it take to do a property development? Before we kick off again, giving away a copy of Property Millionaires Exposed. And this copy this week goes to Wayne Higgins. Wayne, this will be in the post to you. I am talking to you this morning. He won a complimentary coaching session with me. So after that, uh, I'll pop this in the post to you because I'll get your address. Anyway. Oh. And we do give away one of those every week. If you would like one, please like, comment, and let us know, even via email as well, what you like about it, what maybe a topic you'd be interested in learning about, and we will endeavour to put it on our list of podcasts. But anyway, enough about that. Bob. Yes. How much of your time does it take Mm. to do a property development? (laughs) I can get a feeling it's going to be a cheeky podcast today. Oh, it could be. Well, it's, it's... It's my birthday week. It is birthday week. Yes, I'm still basking in the glow yeah, bas- of my birthday <laughs> this week. It's already happened, but you know, it's all good. Yes, it was great. It was. It's been a great week. I do birthday month. Bob just does birthday mm, week. Well, mine's at the end of the month, so there's not a lot, lot of month left. There's you know, a best time. It's a, it's a wind into it, Bob. There's like five days left of, in the month once I have my birthday, whereas you're more at the beginning of the month. Yeah, you're just dying out on them, yeah. dying on, on the whole scenario. No, well, that's good. Yeah, no, feeling pretty good. Well, it's a lot better than... Technically a year older, but really only a day older than I was yesterday, really, if you think about it. Uh, Don't get too head up about birthdays. No, no. I mean, it's better than the alternative. Definitely. Which is not have a good birthday. getting older any day. (laughs) Go for a birthday. All righty. So how much of your time... Yeah. take to do a property development. Yeah, yeah, so just to be clear, we're not talking about how long a property development takes. We've done that in a podcast somewhere. Yeah, we have, yeah. This is how much your personal time is involved. And uh, The reason we've done this podcast mm-hmm. is because we are aware of people that want to do property development, and maybe this is you, and yeah. maybe it's us too, or maybe you want to do more, and then we just don't have the time to do it and what or don't make the time yeah i was going there oh you were going oh there. you got me but that's ah, it yeah. we it's really looking at at that mm. and how we manage to give it excuses yeah. and reasons and yeah. all of those things mm. so we're not talking about the size or the complexity yeah because that will dictate i mean the bigger the project the longer it goes the more time you put into it that's pretty obvious and and complexity you know, you might be doing a, you know, mixed-use project. It's quite complex, whatever. But, yeah, so that, that obviously has an effect. Interestingly enough, though, uh, and I'll just say this, in terms of the amount of your personal time it takes to do a project, if you were to do, say, a four-townhouse project and 
next door to that you did an eight townhouse project, you'd make twice the money out of the eight than you did out of the four, pretty obviously. But the actual amount of work, the amount of hours you put in, is only about, I'd say about 20% more extra time to do the eight pack than the four. So in a way your hourly rate, which we don't really work out as developers, would be a lot higher. In other words, your profit divided by the amount of hours spent on that project would be a lot higher on the eight pack than the four. Can I ask a question there? Because I, I, I'm sure all of you know who listen to our podcast. Um, and also, if you are enjoying it, share it with people who you think might benefit. But having being in the property development education space where we teach people property development and obviously you a lot longer than before I came along, Bob, more people come into property development to do the smaller projects, don't they? Yep. And would you think, as in one into two or just subdivisions, not just subdivisions mm. or one into two, and the reason you know to do the education is so you don't, you know, you don't leave money behind, you don't do it wrong, you don't buy the right wrong site, all of those reasons that that we know. But what, what is the? Have you noticed a trend? that people are doing more of, or, you know, in your... Because, I mean, you've been educating in property development for how long now? Oh, I got really serious in probably 2006, 2006 when we wrote the book. So, uh, But yeah. I, did, I did do some in the late 80s even. I've <laughs> <laughs> so been educating for a while. But, but and within the, in the property mastermind community or other students who have bought your courses, and it's hard to know if they've just purchased the course and gone on on their own mm. or they've actually stayed within and come to the workshops and kept in touch right. and or, or gone on to do mentoring or whatever would you say that the vast majority is duplex four pack or we've got a couple of students right now looking at some bigger stuff some apartments mm, mm, mm. Um, we've got one who's just done like that one in gosford what's that how many was that oh, 80 apartments yeah it's beautiful uh, but pulling that back mm. what is the majority look 80% probably doing uh, nothing bigger than a four-pack. Mm. And, and quite a lot of people are doing duplexes. I mean, mm. you, you can start... I mean, property development starts at a... I'll call it a two-lot subdivision, a one into two. Mm. Uh, Renos aren't property development, but, you know, cutting one block of land into two, that's where it starts. And then you may build something on those lots. You know, you get extra profit if you do. You might be building houses, for instance, you know. So, mm. so that's sort of where it starts. But... Um, I mean, duplexes have been popular. Uh, a lot of, you know, zonings are allowing uh, duplex or secondary dwellings, those sorts of things. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of the students cut their teeth in that space. Depends on on the amount of capital they have as well when they kick off. Mm. Um, I knew one, uh, one person joined our mentoring program uh, and their first project was the 34 apartment block. That was their first, apart- uh, first project, uh, but um, they were... Pretty exceptional, I guess. Holy yeekers. No mucking around there. 34 well, apartments. He had the money and he had an engineering background. Right. Which sort of helped a bit. I mean, engineers aren't property developers, but, but, but he, he had a lot of skills that he'd built up over the years. So, but that's, that's extremely rare. Mm. I mean, the majority of people, I'd, I'd say, you know, up to a four pack would be probably 90% of the people that, that, we, mm. uh, that we educate and, and mentor. Well, just hearing we, you say that you, know, you can do mm. one 20% more time to go from a four to an eight. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It'd be no point if you could afford to do a four-pack with your own money and then you find an eight-pack and you think, well, I haven't got enough, I need a joint venture partner. And so somebody comes in, you do a joint venture, 
Uh, but if you like, if you did half, the, you know, split the profit fifty-fifty, you're actually getting the profit on a four pack, which you could have done by yourself. Ooh. So you haven't really gained anything. There's a way uh, to the joint venture partner might have, but um, yeah, you know, you make the same amount of money. But but yeah, because I mean, the the thing is, like, you compare four four townhouses to eight townhouses, it's the same amount of work to find the site, pretty much. Uh, it's the same number of conversations with the architect to do the plans. Same number of conversations, you know, you, you with the surveyor, the town planner. Uh, it, from your your point of view, it's the same amount of time. It might be a, a little bit more for the architect because he's got a few extra townhouses on there, but not a lot. Uh, and the same all the way through, you know, all, with all your approvals, from a developer's point of view, it's the same amount of time to get your development permit and your building permit uh, for four and eight. So mm. extra time. And so what do you spend extra time on? Well, the construction period's going to be longer, but it's not double because often you use a different sort of builder. So the, the time to build eight compared to the time to build four might be, you know, 1.4, maybe 1.5 times as long. Uh, and so you've got a little bit of extra time dealing with the builder because, the you know, instead of being, you know, eight months, it's 12 months or whatever. Uh, and a little bit of extra time talking to the marketer, which is almost nothing, because he has to sell eight instead of four. Mm. But the marketing program, all the everything you set up, all your marketing collateral is all the same. So when I say the amount of personal time as a developer to do an eight-pack versus a four, somewhere around 1.2 times is pretty well spot on yeah, for, du- for double the money. Yeah, yeah. unless you're doing a joint venture, then you're probably better yeah. off doing a four-pack is what we got from that one. Yeah, So. Yeah. Even our, like look at our own, like carving out time for our own developments. If we look at us, right? Because sometimes yeah. we talk about like, we've got so many scenarios because we work with people, so we know you know what are the current problems, and that's why we sort of where we base a lot of our mm. podcasts off, what, so we can help people moving forward. But if we look at our own, even our own projects, Bob, yeah. like, you know how much time they take, and and let's be realistic, we've both been <laughs> affected by. Is it the dog barking? Wasn't <laughs> we've, me. We've, yeah, it's not, it's not Bob. If that came through, it's not Bob. Uh, we've both been affected by the what's going on with the whole C word, um, the, you know, the COVID effect mm-hmm. that it had with price increases and yeah. having to stop working, all the, you know, all yeah. the bits that have gone with that. But in standard time, for even if we look at us wanting to move forward with more projects, which we are now, mm. the same thing, finding that time to do the work that, that goes in at the front end. Yep. Um, can be can be a challenge. Well, it, it is a challenge because uh, you have to create more time. Yeah, and How you do know you what? Do that? Well, there's only 168 hours in a week, and ah. I have tried so hard to add more into mine, and yep. I, d- I just can't find them working. anywhere. No, I can't find them. I've had the same problem. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that, that brings up the, the whole subject of, you know, people who want to do property development. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say, oh, yes, I'm going to do property development. And, and my question is, well, that's fantastic. What sacrifices are you, are you prepared to make mm. to, your, to your current uh, you know, lifestyle and regime? Because you have to realise that you are adding something in. Mm. It's, I think it's a, here's a great analogy. It just came to me. If, for those of you that have had a child, when you first had a baby, all those things you used to do, all that time you oh. used to have, it is gone. Yep. It is completely gone because you're mm. obsessed with this wee bundle. Yeah, and yeah. I'd have to say a baby's more time-consuming than a property development. Oh, totally. So if you're on the fence about which Same one, effect. go with the development if time's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, you have to make space for the property development. You have to uh, change. Yes. Changes are necessary. You do. 
Yeah. I mean, you can create more usable time. I mean, you can get up earlier and go to bed later. That's sort of extending your day, but, mm. you know, within reason. I, and what we sort of come across is the people who want to, but they can't, and, mm. and they start off with that has in a roar, and then it's it's their reminder of this is what you want to do and you will have to give up something. Yeah, yeah. And with some people, they just won't prioritise it enough. No. I mean, yes, they want to do it. Yes, they want to make good money. Yes, they like to quit their job at some mm. point and do it full time. Yes, yes, yes. But, but what are you prepared to do and that, to do that? What sacrifices are you prepared to make to achieve that? And, and that brings the question that you really need to ask yourself is what does your future self want? Hmm. And so what does the, the future you, what does that person look like? What, what do they own? What do they have? Who are they? Because we've had people that have wanted to become full-time property developers and then there are people that just want to do a couple on the side. And so the people that want to become full-time property developers, many of them have in our community, many yep. are, are doing it full-time. But we know the work that has t- that, that they've put in and they're there. Mm. I mean, we got and like, the sacrifices they made. Oh, my goodness. Like the time sacrifices for... Mm. Uh, I, I just remember Dan in Melbourne. Mm. He, he just came to us and I want to do property development full-time. And he just did the work. Yeah. He did, like, he did what it took mm. to get enough projects had the over the line. He had, he had, he had the, the goal. Mm. It was clear to him. And he had the determination and some extra help from you as well. Yes, <laughs> and you. But we, I, and I likened this, Bob and I were talking about this earlier, I likened it to a diet. The, yeah. the future self of you wants to lose weight. Or become more healthy. So what does that person have to do? Because you don't decide today, right, I want to lose weight and tomorrow you're thin. Trust me. <laughs> I've tried that approach. It doesn't work. Definitely does not work. <laughs> it does not work. It takes a bit of work. So it's all of the things that have to go in place mm. to make that happen. Mm. Committing time to eating healthy food, yeah. making healthy food, buying yeah. healthy food, exercising, yeah. all of those things. Yeah. And, and, and even the food thing can be a sacrifice in itself. I mean, if you're used to, you know, sitting back at the end of the night meal and, you know, making up a nice dessert and you sit there watching television. See, I also had a nice dessert last night. <laughs> oh, that's rare. Uh, uh, you know, then the, the sacrifice is, well, you're not going to have that enjoyment that you have from eating a dessert for a while. You're going to have to, like, you know, just put that, that level of enjoyment away. Or, or find something else that's just no, as enjoyable. Like, like reframe <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah, change the style of your bread. So. I am a nutritionist, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so because we, we have the right to talk a little bit about yeah, food. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, so yeah. what does so your future self that, want? Yeah, and, yeah. And, what, and what does your future self look like in terms of being a property developer? Yeah. Whether it's part-time or ultimately full-time. Yeah. And focus on that. But, you know, back to, t- back to time. Mm. Um it uh, it's not as much time in terms of hours as a lot of people think. No, don't be put off by this. Just be prepared. No, no. I'm just saying, yeah. Don't don't think you're just going to slot it in along with you know the tennis and everything else. So you're going to have to you know move things aside, change, make sacrifices to slot property development in. That's what we're saying. But yeah. you know, we're not talking about a twenty hour week thing. Uh, property development. Most people probably heard me say it. It's all about managing people and managing a process. The people you manage are the team. Uh, initially, it might be real estate agents or whoever, or a buyer's agent that you're working with to help find a site. And really, that's the time-consuming part, really, isn't it? It can be. And, yeah. And look, even even finding a site, 
like you can, and particularly if you're time poor, I mean, consider a good buyer's agent that mm. can do a lot of the groundwork to bring you, potentially bring you a deal. You'll have to do your own due diligence and do your own numbers, of course, but, but you know, if you're time poor, uh, that can be great. And yeah. plenty of our students have used buyer's agents to just get going. I mean, get yourself started. You know, if it's so, you know, if you're going to spend so many months looking for a deal, but you could bring it back to a few weeks with a buyer's agent, and their fees are quite realistic. You know, let's say good buyer's agent, by the way. Good buyer's agent yeah. understands property development sites, yeah. But, but I mean, so there's, you know, there's a part of your team that they're doing the work for you. If you did use a buyer's agent. Once you've got a site, what do you need? Well, you, you'll need a surveyor. Well, that's great. They'll go out and do the survey in a day. And then, um, you know, architect, town planner. And as you move through the different consultants on your approval, they're doing most of the work. Mm. I mean, you'll have a couple of meetings, three meetings maybe, with the architect on the way through to get your development permit designs finalised. You'll have some, a few conversations with the town planner. Uh, but... Like the hours, the actual hours of work that are getting done are done by those experts, by the town planner, you know, by the architect, by the surveyor. And then when you move in your building permit, quite often like something like townhouses, we're bringing in some other engineers, civil engineer, structural engineer, hydraulic engineer, you know, certify those sorts of people. But And they're all great. They're all professionals. They've got, you know, degrees. They've got experience, which is great. But they're doing the actual hours and you're, you're doing the coordinating. Mm. So your hours are your hours of coordinating. And I think that sometimes time is lost, I'm going to say lost or mm. used up in getting organised at the start for finance. Because yep. people are a little bit behind, oh, maybe with yeah. taxes and and then getting structures organised if you haven't got mm. the right person doing it for you or they don't know what you're do, what they're doing or you've perhaps got to leave a past accountant to go to somebody who's a little bit more um, experienced in property development because you just don't want to use your Joe Average every day accountant. Yep. You can keep both, you, one for one, but you do need to have that, that, you know, that person setting up and who understands property development and we I've definitely noticed that that there can be a loss of time because people like who likes doing their own personal paperwork <laughs> who loves doing tax and stuff like nobody likes that job no even basses and they're quite simple we'll just get a bookkeeper to do those yeah but so getting that set up can be a, yeah, a yeah. time holder yeah and I think if we if we go back to the finding of the site, if you're not using a buyer's agent, but even then if you are, you know, mm. that, that time to do your own due diligence. Remember um, mentoring students, we work with a couple and they just incredibly busy jobs mm. yeah, yeah, and yeah. so many people are. And I think there's a, here's a point here. It, it's that we're driven. That's why. Mm. So mm. we find mm. often get people who have a drive to succeed. So they're already doing something well. Yeah. And they just said to me, we just don't have time. Like, I just, when? To look for a side yeah. on, like on a weekend because they're so busy with their jobs during the week. Yeah. And, and a young child. And a young that. child. And yeah. I just, I said to them, well, I just think you're going to have to, because I'm looking for solutions, you're going to have to get a babysitter on a Saturday morning for a few hours to be able to do it. Mm. And within like two weeks, or was it, they only did it once or twice and they ended up getting a site, which they was did. so exciting. But they were prepared to they give up. Ten times. To, to get to what they yeah. wanted. Mm. But that, I think that's that. Prepared to do, and you, you might be listening and yeah. be horrified with that, but it, it's making that commitment. Yeah. yeah, it's it, and it didn't take long. So then they're back to normal. It didn't happen anymore yeah. and they're well underway and it's done. Yeah, yeah. So rather than say, oh, I just can't find the time, I'm too busy, because uh, you're solution orientated, so you always go straight. You know, well, okay, how do we fix go. this? That's all you're telling me is an excuse. Uh, yeah, 
what's yeah. the solution? Yeah, it's, always. It's, it's, yeah. Often reasons are excuses. Oh. The reasons why I can't, it's just oh. another, another excuse. Why you haven't. Yeah. Anything that you aren't achieving right now, just ask yourself, how can I? Because it just means you, you need to change something. Mm. And that leads us to a, a, another point. It's about being okay to change. Oh, because yeah. you have to change. You have to embrace change. Yeah. For them, they had to change their normal rituals. As humans, we love doing the same thing over and over. Mm. The brain loves its cognitive miser theory. Yeah, yeah. Repetition thing. Yeah, it's easy because we aren't using any energy. In our, that's just a, it's, a, it's instinctive. Mm. And so you have to realize that you have to change something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you have to like, yeah, make adjustments, change. Yeah. And sometimes you can see, you might think, well, I'm spending a lot of time, but you're not prepared to, and it's not working. Maybe you need to change your patch as well. Like maybe mm. you need to, we can fall in a process of doing the same thing over and over and thinking mm. that's okay because I'm doing the right things. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to, but you actually need to change something else. Mm. Maybe it is the state you're looking at. Maybe you need to JV. Maybe you can't do it on your own. If it's been yeah. too long and you're not getting anywhere, anywhere, you need to change yeah. something. You need to almost like step outside of because you, you're so involved in, the, in what's going on. Mm. Try and step outside of it and look at it from the outside. Or alternatively, uh, get, get, get someone else's opinion. And someone who obviously matters, their opinion's worth something. Mm. And, and I mean, that's what we, we often do. That doesn't our, mean just posting mentor. on Facebook. No. <laughs> yeah. no, definitely not. I mean, we, we do that in our mentoring program because we. We can see things from the outside, and yep. people are, you know, involved 100%. They're passionate. They're in there, and uh, sometimes you can't see the solution while you're embroiled in something. You know, mm. it's a lot easier from the outside. Mm. If you can't step outside of the problem and look at it, uh, or the issue that needs solving, then you know, it's somebody else. And we do that all the time. You know, it all comes down to your level of determination to succeed, Bob. Ah, oh, determination, drive. It's 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 very important. And analysing the stuff, like we're talking about the people that maybe start and then they get stuck doing the same thing over and over and still not getting a result, but keep doing it. Mm. Analysing, reflecting on what's happening, reflecting on results and saying, well, this isn't working. I mm. need to change and do something else with my time. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and as you said, that might mean a different patch. It might mean a different... Uh, model of trying to do something in terms of you know your financial modelling or your joint you know, your joint venture or whatever it is yeah mm. You've got to be prepared to do well you know whatever it takes you what yeah your friend Gary Bob oh Gary Martini yeah good mate of mine now went through the mentoring program many years ago in, back in the early days of the mentoring program uh, Gary's I, I think originally oh, well he was he was quite a well known uh, rugby league player actually. In, in his in his earlier years, but um, he was a pharmacist by by profession, uh, and then he moved into uh, into restaurant running and had a, a quite a famous restaurant. So he did that for many years, but he had the passion for property development and always wanted to get into it. And uh, so uh, he uh, he joined our mentoring program and he's he's gone on and done wonderful things. But where I where I was just so impressed and, I, and and like I'm probably going back ten or twelve years when I say this now. Yeah, it could be ten years ago. Easy. Um, we had a, I had a, uh, a meeting planned. It was in Brisbane for workshop, wasn't it? Well, it was a, a mentoring get together. So I had a group of uh, students in the mentoring program, and uh, this particular event that I was running, they all came to Brisbane. Then I did another one where you go to Sydney, another one where you go to Melbourne. But they all, all flying into Brisbane for this particular event. It was a two day solid training, and uh, just before. 
it happened just before I was due to run it, like the day before. There's there's a big volcano, I think it was over in Chile, in South America, and a lot of ash and everything blew across the ocean and affected flights in Australia because a lot of flights wouldn't take off because of, you know, sucking in the uh, all this ash into it. wasn't the one of those New Zealand volcano things, was it? It wasn't New Zealand, no. It was, no. <laughs> Somewhere else? Yeah, but I mean, you can't suck all that stuff into a jet. It's not good for it. No. So they, they banned, uh, you know, cancelled flights everywhere. And so a lot of the students were phoning me who were, let's say, flying in from Sydney or Melbourne. Oh, it's probably more Sydney. Uh, I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm sorry. You know, there's no planes. And I said, oh, okay, okay nothing you can do about that. And uh, I got a call from Gary. And, and, and uh, when I answered the call, I, I said to him, oh, yeah, mate, it's okay. I already know about the flights. You know, you just you want to cancel. Uh, you know, you can't be. And he said, No. He said, oh, I know there's no flights. He said, oh, so I'm not flying. He said, no, I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm just about to jump in my car. This is like 8.30 at night. I said, what do you mean? He said, and uh, like from Newcastle. And he said, oh, I'm driving. He said, I'll be there, you know, maybe about 8 o'clock in the morning. And I said, seriously? Oh, okay. And, you know, sure enough, about 8 o'clock, he was an hour late. He phoned me coming over the border at Tweed Heads. He said, I'm, uh, I'm about an hour away. <laughs> and I said, Unbelievable. And he, and he drove there. He no did, sleep? He, no. He did two full days. I think he went to bed like 6pm that night. Uh, and on the second day, the end of the second day when it finished, he hopped in his car and he drove back overnight. Wow. And that, is, that shows and, a level And I of said to myself, that guy is going to go places. Mm. You know, you could just tell uh, that level of, like, yeah, okay, there's a problem, I'll, I'll solve it. I can't fly, I'll drive. Mm. He, he, he probably would have hopped on his push bike if his car played up, you know. Might have been late for the event. But, I, but I like, nothing to, was going to stop the guy. I would love to know what was behind that, what, what his why mm. was, what his reason was for doing that. Because there must have been, maybe he was at the time desperate, not desperate, but really wanted to get out of the restaurant business. There must have been something driving that. Uh, or just, it, if you it, look at his it, level it, of success in life, he's yeah. one of those people that is a, ha- he's a yeah. solutions guy. Yeah, so, so his restaurant's very successful, but he wanted to change a career. And, uh, but, but, like, he was a, um, uh, you know, a, a rugby league player uh, of, of at the highest standard. Had, didn't play internationally, but but uh, you know, one of the big Sydney clubs mm. in the competition, one of the big NRL clubs. And so his whole life had been sport. Mm. And as as you know, and as I know, uh, to excel in sport, to be an elite athlete, takes a lot of sacrifice, a lot of determination, mm. and and a lot of understand sacrifice, understanding the importance of coaches and so forth. You know, all of that. Mm. And so those skills carried mm. him through into his restaurant years. Mm. Uh, and and those same skills carried him into property development. And so for him, like like if you if you went back to his days as a rugby league player, like if he had a training night, you know, and it was showering, like you know, raining, you go anyway. Well, yeah, you don't say, oh, no, I don't want to get wet, you know, because mm. the game's on Saturday. Mm. You know, none of that stuff. You know, you you do it, you know, and, and like when you're busting mm. yourself in the gym because you know because you have to, like, mm. and so that that whole thing just carried through for him personally. That. That's interesting because I, we hadn't talked about this. We sort of have a brief discussion of what we might chat. But it, it leads me to, we've got a three-day workshop coming up. So this might, I think this one's coming out late, this, this party we are on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're listening to it fresh. Uh, but the weekend of the 5th, 6th and 7th, which is next weekend, we're in the Gold Coast for a three-day workshop. And it's incredible. Yeah. It's a packed workshop and it's going to be so good. Uh, we're very excited about it. We're, yeah, 
got we've got our maximum numbers really we're at the end but what interests me or I find interesting is the amount of people that want to come but can't because they've got a really great reason and the reason is it, anything from this the reason or the excuse yeah it's <laughs> not the right time right now we've got basketball or I'm doing yeah, yeah, this the, or whatever mm. and there will never be a right time if you're putting it off no. and waiting for a better time, they, because there will always be something. The old perfect time. Oh, when is the perfect time? You just have yeah. to make... I mean, you're great with that, because I often want to fly back to New Zealand and Bob's... He'll... Well, you know, that's what got children, et cetera, there. And uh, growing up, so obviously, I didn't leave my children. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did consider it a few times, no. But he'll go, just book it and go, just go. It's mm. never going to be right. You, once you book it, you'll make it happen. And I think that that's mm. what we've got to think about when it comes to yep. property development or even c- coming to a workshop or committing mm. to a program. Mm. Once you commit to it and decide you're going to, you'll make it happen. Yeah. Which le- leads me to thinking about Connie bringing you up again. Oh. She said last week she listened Stop to the podcast. Stop mentioning me, she says. But <laughs> somebody who goes it, into property development, once you quit your job to do it, you, there's no going backward. Mm. And I think when we've got a foot in each yeah, camp, yeah. that slows that sort of uh, that can slow people down yeah I don't know if my history is correct here but I'm thinking of Al- I think was it Alexander the Great uh, he used to when he was you know conquering the world and working his way across Asia whenever they crossed a river or, or there was a bridge or something I don't know it might not have been the th- anyway the story is good if it yeah. wasn't Alexander yeah. but burn the bridges behind you so you can't go back yeah like there can be no retreating in other words no uh, the, the army can only go forwards it cannot go backwards and uh you know, that's. I think that's where the saying burn your, "burning your bridges" in, in in a good way is like not giving yourself an excuse to fail, uh, just only giving yourself a reason to succeed. And uh, yeah. So I think at the end of the day, Bob, we can look at it's. It, you can be quite lucky initially, and remember, for those who listen, I always talk. We create our own luck yeah. by giving ourselves opportunity. That's what creates luck. So you know, Greg and I talk about luck. So hopefully, if he's listening to those, yes, make your own luck. If, you, if the, the faster you find a project, will speed up the time because mm. it's the looking time initially, isn't it? Yep, yep. And the education time, learning to do it properly. Obviously, the property mastermind course, uh, it's very extensive and like be crazy if you don't. Uh, yeah, just check us out, propertymastermind.com.au. But learning what you need to do, mm. attending a live workshop. Yep. Yeah, and, and just like immersing yourself in it. Yeah. That's what you got to do. You, you need that level of determination realizing yeah you're going to have to make some time sacrifices because uh, what is your change what does your future self want oh yeah but i mean what what are the results for doing that yes oh, i mean that's that's what you've got to focus on yeah mm. yes the results you want and what that means to you uh in, and yeah that's why we do it that's why we do it. it's the why that's the big the, why we <laughs> hope you found that useful and uh, we will catch you next week for episode 73. Oh, I can't believe it. Almost three quarters of 100. I know. I was going to use my 101 because Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, has promised to be on my podcast number 101. And I've got a different podcast. But I don't know. We're going to get there first. So maybe Gary V comes on the Property Mastermind yeah. podcast. Yeah, maybe Who knows? we can. Maybe, Gary's a pretty wealthy man. Maybe we can switch him into a joint venture of some sort. Hey, that'd be a great idea. Hmm. I'd say he is fairly wealthy. Yes. Gary, yeah. Don't, don't let a wealthy person escape you, property no. developers. They're great uh, joint venture partners. He's yeah. probably worth a zillion dollars, Gary. He is. All right. We will catch you next week and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Okay. Bye.